This is Mindset Marinade, and I'm your host, Anthony Braun. Now, first and foremost, I'd like to thank you as the listener for being here. If you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you don't ever miss another episode. Now, I'm like any other podcaster out there. What you can do for any podcaster is rate and review their material, share it with somebody that you love. This helps every podcast grow organically, and it helps them out tremendously. So without further ado, let's marinate. Today, I'm going to talk about weirdness and absurdity. Now, I just want to warn you up front real quick. This episode is going to be a little bit more eccentric and a little bit more explicit than some of the rest of my content throughout Mindset Marinade. So if you if you have little ones watching or listening to this show, I do recommend maybe you come back to this one because we're going to talk about a lot of weird stuff. And I'm excited to talk about this topic because I think that we live in a world where people are overly engaged in trying to curate their environment. And we're trying to present ourselves to the world in such a clean and organized way. Or we're trying to be so macho and so manly or trying to be like stand out so much that it almost becomes like a political effort more than something we're doing to nurture our soul. And so today I want to kind of uh, raise a toast to the weird and the absurd in the world. Because let's face some of the facts. We live in a weird world. Like we came here to pretty much die. It seems so weird. Like we got a one-way ticket from birth until death. We're on a one-way ticket to wherever we're going beyond this. And if you believe in some afterlife or if you believe in the great beyond somewhere, then maybe you're comforted by that. But that still doesn't take away the fact that this is a weird situation that we're in. And it's so weird because as far as we know, we arrived here having woke up without never really going to sleep. Like we don't have any acknowledgement as far as we know. At least I don't. I don't have any acknowledgement of where I came from. And on top of that, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what I'm doing. And I don't know where I'm going. But I also think that it's going to be kind of absurd that at some point in my life, I'm going to die. And so facing this question of mortality, which we're all going to face inevitably, it's sort of hanging over us like a Damocles sword. It's something that we're going to have to face. But I feel like life is a little bit easier when we have an opportunity to express ourselves. And I think that we are, we're all unique in our own ways. But I don't have to remind you how unique we are because you already know. You already know that you're weird. And maybe you know it because everyone else around you seems weird. Like, does it, doesn't it kind of seem that everyone is sort of acting off the cuff all the time? And we're all trying to, like, keep up with the Joneses. And then we're all inundated with marketing and advertising and do this and do that and, and get this and get that. And it's like a sprint. It's like the world keeps changing and it keeps adapting and evolving and we're expected to sort of keep up appearances with that, adapt and evolve with that. But I think that we need to create a safe space for the weird and the wild. And so if anything, I hope this episode sort of becomes an invitation for you to be get back to some of that weird. What's great about getting back to what's weird is that 
you start to recognize that just like your fingerprint or maybe your energy thumbprint, you're drastically different than everyone else around you. And instead of trying to curate that out of you, like you're trying to cut out an infection, maybe you can sort of bolster and use that thing as a springboard into being more authentic to yourself, into nurturing yourself in a better way. And maybe you can find this sort of childlike wonderment that's in the world that maybe you've forgotten or maybe you lost along the way. And so hopefully this, just this little conversation here will provide a framework for you to be able to pick that conversation back up and to maybe rewild yourself, if you will, to refine the absurdity in the world and to reestablish some of your weirdness. Because I think some of the weirdest people in the world are the ones that are like overly involved with their military careers or they're overly involved with their image because they're concerned about maybe who they're going to be politically 20, 30, 40 years from now. But those people are going to be, they're going to feel empty, I think. Empty because they're going to be engaged in this process of overly trying to, I keep using the word curate, but it, it seems like the most appropriate word. They're trying to curate everything around them. They want people to, uh, to view them as perfect and they want to appear as though they don't have any flaws or weaknesses. But I think one thing's inevitable. We all have flaws and we all have weaknesses and we are all broken in our own ways. I think even the most optimistic people are broken in their own ways because maybe they don't have the realism that they need, but there's still a beauty in that. And so really this episode is just more of a celebration of life, maybe more than uh, do this or do that, because I want you to get back to what's weird for you. I want you to think about that for a second. I want you to ponder this, maybe throughout the day, just think about the things that make you weird. So some of the things that people have told me that make them weird is these things. I've met a guy that loves to dance in the secrecy of his own home to opera and, and he likes to do ballet by himself. A grown man that likes to twirl around and do ballet. But this is so beautiful in its own way. Or another guy I've met that couldn't stop reading Machiavelli at 10. He was so obsessed with Machiavelli and the prince that he was reading this and he was practicing this and he was learning how to manipulate and to influence people. But that's, that's what makes him him. And there's beauty in that. Or another kid that I met in high school that was obsessed with wearing women's bras. And he was explaining to me how useful it is to be able to put Yu-Gi-Oh cards or to put your phone or to put all kinds of trinkets inside a woman's bra. And there's a beauty to that. In fact, I admire this person so much that they were willing to be vulnerable and to open up their shirt to show me their bra. This was a man that, that loved put using women's bras and told me how convenient it was to store stuff inside of them. And I had to agree, and I still have to admit, that seems like a great idea. Why wouldn't you want to put your wallet in your... Another kid that I met that loves to chant naked in the wilderness, and I've met women that love this too, but they just, 
they love to be naked out in the wilderness and just celebrate life and the beauty of life and and this world that is so weird because we are so weird all of us or women that love secretly reading 50 shades of gray older women especially like I love being able to open up a conversation with a grandma, for example, and I I bring up this idea of like, hey, have you read Fifty Shades of Grey? And then it goes down this, they're like, they divulge this secret about, hey, I'm old, but I still, like reading Fifty Shades of Grey brought such a, a weird spark to my life. Like, that's weird, right? But I love that. I love that about people. And I love it when people are willing to share those things with me. Or a fellow that I met that can't get over doorbell ditching. And I used to do this a lot when I was a kid. I used to love doorbell ditching. I used to be obsessed with going out into the neighborhood and ringing people's doorbells because of the adrenaline that it would produce. And that's a, <laughs> that's a weird thing. But a grown man that still loves to do this. And I think that's so funny. It makes me laugh to, to hear a guy in his 40s who can't get over doorbell ditching people. That's so beautiful. Or if you've seen Dead Poet Society, like standing on top of a desk and reading poetry or seeing the world from a different view, like being at work in your cubicle maybe and you decide to sit under the table or lie under the table. Like it's so weird to do something like that. But I think that once you can start tapping into this weirdness that you inherently have, you start to nurture yourself a little bit. You start to break down the barriers that hold you back because inevitably all of these things that we've I've already talked about real quick, what are you willing to accomplish? Because I've kind of come to this realization that whether you do anything or not, people aren't going to remember 150 years from now. So you might as well make up your mind to do something that is going to feed your soul, that's going to nurture you. And if it doesn't matter 150 years from now, like people aren't going to remember anyways, even if you do something that completely embarrasses yourself. Like if, if you wear women's bras, that's awesome. That's, that's so awesome. In fact, one thing that I like to do is Every time I get into a body of water, I like to, I, I call it a splashing ceremony. I like to just throw water everywhere and just make a mess and just totally, even if I'm at home and, I, and I've, I'm taking a bubble bath filled with bubbles, like as many bubbles as I can, can find. And then I will make the most horrendous mess of my entire bathroom. It'll be filled with water because I love to do these splashing ceremonies. And I like chant little hymns and, and I just splash big splashes. I'm talking and I'll do this in the pool. I'll splash in the pool because it's weird. And when you do stuff that's weird and you celebrate some of the weirdness that you have, I think you break a, an old particle of debris away from the rigidity of your ego. And if you start dismantling your ego by doing some, some of these weird things, I think that you can get to a point where one, you can do stuff that other people think is shocking, but you're unfazed by those moments. Like you're willing to get up, give up and, or you're willing to get up and give a speech 
or you're willing to read poetry or you're willing to stand on your desk, you're willing to question some of the old bullshit rules that society has because you're willing to try new things. And I think that this is in line with what maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger would say or what Richard Branson would say is you have to find some of this enjoyment in life. But I also think that you have to not follow all the rules as hard as that is for me to say, because I know that society, like we have rules for a reason. And I know that rules are called upon all of the time so that we can have structure. But sometimes you do need to be able to break away from those rules and you do need to be able to reframe the world. Otherwise we wouldn't have the things that we have today. We wouldn't have Amazon where you could buy things with one click and things can arrive on your doorstep within 24 hours. We wouldn't have self-driving cars. We wouldn't have the internet. Like these are things that bold people are doing in the world because they are breaking away from old paradigms. They're breaking away from this fixed mindset of, of everything is fixed and rigid and stern and logical and linear. It's not. And even if you look at your own city, think about the, the layout and the organization of your city. Is it laid out efficiently? It probably is, but you have to think about the thousands of people that were put to this task to answer this question of like, how should we organize the city? Where should we put hospitals? Where should we put our sources of food? Where do we put the sources of revenue? Where do we put manufacturing and jobs? Where do we house people? How do we pump uh, water in? How do we pump sewer out? How do we get electricity in? But it, all of that, your entire city, your town, your state, your country is just an idea that's based on a standard that we've agreed on to say, oh, this works, or this is the best way that we could do this. But it's an opinion. It's, it's somebody's opinion or a collective body of opinions that say, this is how we should structure the city. But any, at any point, we could restructure the city. Like we could find a way that's more efficient. And we could end up demolishing certain parts of the city and building up other certain parts of the city. And there's a beauty to this. And so I think it's, this is a good ideal to celebrate this weirdness. And it starts with you and it starts with the people around you. But what it requires is a fundamental restructuring of your ideas about what is weird and the willingness to accept some of that weirdness. Like, I think it's easier for writers to celebrate weirdness than probably most others. Because for me as a writer, I love celebrating characters. I love the weird things that characters do. And it really is the characters and the diversity that we have in the world that we have so many people on a spectrum from, let's say, rich to poor. And there's like an entire like in-between there. But that is essentially what makes the world interesting, wild, and exciting. Because without all of those people and without all of the shades of characters that we have, people playing in so many different rules, that's the only reason that the world is interesting, is our weirdness and our, and our absurdity. So to get back to some of the weirdness, like I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more of, of what weird things I've experienced in my life more recently. Every day I go and collect a bag of trash, but my number one rule is always go towards the people. 
So if I have an opportunity to go down, let's say a road that goes to the left or a road that goes to the right, I'm going to look down both roads real quick. And then I'm going to go towards the people. So if I see people on the left, I'm going to go towards the people because I realize that it, it's always going to be the characters in the movie that are going to cause conflict and conflict is exciting because conflict is what shows us the world. It's what shows us about ourselves without conflict. We, we can't learn, we can't grow, we can't strive, we can't be better. And so here are a few examples of, of weird things that I've, I've experienced uh, the last couple of days or the last couple of weeks. The first one, I'm walking down a road just picking up trash with my stupid little trash grabber and, and a bag and just going about my business on a busy street because, again, I always follow the people, right? And this black guy dangles from a car and screams, white privilege! And I thought, that's so absurd. But obviously there was something in, in his mind that he had to share that with me. And I think I'm just lucky because I'm a writer and these things seem to migrate towards me or else I migrate towards them. And I'm excited by these things. Like that excites me because what is going on in his world that me going to pick up trash on the side of the road equals white privilege? Right. But I don't judge him for that. And I think that's actually beautiful that he chose to share that with me because that's his experience. That's the way he feels about the world. That's the way he thinks about the world. It's his experience. It's not my experience. In fact, his experience is really none of my, uh, none of my business. But I'm glad that I was there at that moment, the right place at the right time. I think that's so beautiful. Another one. There was this really, I was walking down a side street. I walked toward this kid who was kind of really monk-like. He was really uh, quiet and, and reserved. He was barefoot. He was walking along the sidewalk and I was across the street and I kind of, I kind of just glanced over and I saw him pick up a bottle from the pavement and I saw him walking towards a trash can. And so I thought, wow, how nice is that? This kid is going to throw this bottle away in the trash can. As soon as I passed, I suddenly hear, I, I kind of see him out of my peripheral, a swift motion that he makes. And then I hear breaking glass. It shatters against the pavement. And I look over and I, I just said, wow, that was cool. And he just looked at me with a menacing look and said, fuck you. And then ran off. But I thought, wow, how exciting is that? A kid that, one, I had an assumption that he was going to go take this bottle to the trash. But instead he broke the bottle and then... He screamed, fuck you to me. What an absurd thing. But that's his experience. That's the way that he filtered the world through that moment. And I'm just glad I got to witness that. Another example. I'm walking down a side street, looking for people, picking up trash as I do. And I suddenly, in the middle of the street, plucked a check off of the ground. And so I examined the check for just a minute, and I noticed that it was a $2 check made out to a previous inmate from the Topeka uh, State Penitentiary. And I had remembered a conversation back with one of 
my uncles who had explained that in the prison system, you get paid pennies on the dollar for your work. So I looked at this $2 check and I go, and I thought, holy shit, this is 10 hours of somebody's life. How absurd is that? And so I ended up calling my uncle and, and verifying the story. And he said, yeah, the lowest amount of money I ever made was, uh, I think he said, 20 something cents for sweeping floors. And then I talked to another friend the same day after that, who said that he had a friend who made 14 cents an hour working in a kitchen. So I thought, this is 10 hours of somebody's life that I'm holding in my hands. How absurd is that? And in fact, every time I'm having what I would consider writer's block, or I need some ideas, I always go to my balcony because I almost always find something there. Because I think of this world as a big canvas. It's like a big landscape where things are always happening. We're so lucky to be living in such a, a busy world where everyone has their own uh, needs, wants, and desires. And because of that, they are going on their journeys to sort of fulfill these wants and desires. And there's a weirdness to that. Like, it's incredibly weird. All the things that we do, if you think about the world we live in, we live in a weird world. We live in such a weird time, especially now, one that just keeps getting faster and faster and faster. More and more is being released, and there are more opportunities than there's ever been. There's more millionaires than there's ever been. There's more abundance and more opportunity than there's ever been. What a wonderful world. But I always go to my balcony because there's always somebody maybe fighting their demons, maybe somebody screaming to themselves on the side of the street, or maybe somebody stealing a package, which I've seen a couple times, and then I see other people confronting them about stealing that package. And then conflict ensues. But what led them to that moment in time? And I'm just lucky I got to see those things. Because as a writer, I, got, I get to celebrate the weird characters of this world. And I, I'll continue to celebrate that. But have you ever noticed how weird everyone else is to you? Like, even your best friends, they're probably weird. You're weird. We're all so weird. But I think we need to start celebrating that a little bit more. Isn't the world just really weird? I mean, think about the political games we play. There are parties that play these political games. Think about the crime and the greed and the necessity for crime or religion. Everybody's playing these different games. There are religious games. Like, why can't we? We can't all agree on one religion or we can't all agree on one political game or Burning Man or fashion. What a weird world. So my invitation to you today, hopefully I didn't go on too long of a rant, but my invitation to you today is explore the weird part of yourself. Try to see some of the weird things in the world. Maybe your partner does some weird things. Maybe, uh, maybe your boss does some weird things. Maybe you do some weird things. Maybe you have these weird little rituals that you would do but you probably don't do because of your ego or because you think that people will judge you. You think maybe you'll be less because of those. I think that's rubbish, garbage. I think you should smile at those things. And I encourage you today to just start thinking about the weird world we live in and create a safe space for yourself so that you can wield your weird because you'll start to dismantle your, your ego and you'll start to see the world in a little bit different place. So 
Go out there and do something weird. Please. For your humanity, for your soul. Go do something weird. And then tell me about it, because I love weird shit. And I'll celebrate it with you. And I'll celebrate you. Thanks for joining me on Mindset Marinade. If you found value in this episode, share with someone you love. Stay awesome, stay safe, and we'll see you next time.